Unto you a child is born! Welcome to another episode of Are You There Pod. It's me, Jessica. It's me. Forgot. Well, no, name. no, no, no. I'm trying to think of a Christmassy name for my Christmas Josh. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Jingling Josh the Christmas boy. Yeah. How come you always think of Christmas names, but you don't tell me you're going to do that? And then I say my normal name, and then I seem like a Scrooge, because I don't have a Christmas name. Well, you are Scrooge. Jingling Jessica, <laughs> the Christmas girl. <laughs> Scrooge. Scrooge cousin. See, my my uh, negative name for you is not good either. Skip it, uh, skip it, skip it. Hey, Josh, what do we do on this podcast? We talk about young adult books, and then we say if they're good or not, and this one is the best. <laughs> what book did we do? The best Christmas pageant ever. Now, I thought it was the worst Christmas pageant ever. Shut up, Blake. We don't, uh, we don't want you on here. Shoot. According to Publishers Weekly, this is one of the best Christmas books ever, and they're rating that over the Bible. So I just want <laughs> you to know that right wow. now. <laughs> well, they're saying one of. One of. Uh, they're like, okay, best ones, this one, the Bible, Dickens. Eh, take the Bible out of there. <laughs> you know what they got rid of was Merry Christmas, Miss McConnell. They're like, yeah, right. <laughs> trash, trash, trash. Yeah, no, uh, this is a book I like. It's a classic. It is. I honestly think it's a classic. This is a book that you are doing that I have read because we had to read it in school. Uh Which is interesting that you read it in school considering that it's actually, there's a lot of Jesus content in it. Yeah, but they could get away with a lot. It wasn't, it's not like an evangelical book, is it? No, no. No. I mean, I was allowed to, I don't know. I think I get most into my like dark evangelical past on uh blake's podcast yeah we reserve it for that. yeah <laughs> honestly i think i do on shovel life but like i th- i think that this is something that i read i did not read it but i watched the movie as a kid because my parents liked it because it was okay for like a, a Christian kid to read, it seems irreverent toward uh, the the story. Not ultimately, okay. I don't right. think so at all. Ultimately, in the end, no. Not in the end, but but I I, I think that's the, the it's a redemption story for some bad some bad boys and girls. I I they think this bad. is the Christmas story you want is kids that are sinners who come to Christ. I changed my mind. This is definitely an evangelical book. Because it's about some kids who don't know but the let's, Bible. We'll get into their motives, but their motives, speaking with, are their promised candy, cookies, treats. But we'll we'll get but, to that later. But, th- but that's fine. That that's the deception you get to come to. That's the bait and switch. Imogene's our queen. You know, I, st- like, I stand a queen. I stand a queen, and it's Imogen. Imogene. Imogene. Yeah. Have we debated this name before? We, we have, and I like. Uh, de- I think Imogen sounds better. I this think- one, but in the movie, it's Imogene. It's Imogene. Yeah. But I, I think Imogene to me sounds like E M M A G J E A N. Like I, that's Emma and Jean. It I wondered like two if they were names. saying that in the movie. It's not. It's spelled the same way as the the yeah. hero of a book we did a couple of years ago. I who saw was that in Imogene too. A couple years ago. A couple episodes. Ago. Sorry, yes. A couple of episodes ago in the mall, there was a... But it car- feels like years. It does feel like... I want to point out something. Blake scolds me for talking over people constantly. Hey, He's like, hey, though. you know what? The podcast would be better is if you and Josh didn't talk over each other all the time. And I'm like, number one, he talks over me more than I talk over him. Oh, number wait, two, what? Is, wait, I am number, not... 
Hold on, I'm gonna talk over okay, you. No, shut right, up. What? Right here. <laughs> Wait. Shut up. I I would say I never me interrupting you right now to say I never talk over you. Mm-hmm. Classic choice. Josh. Choice. Choice. <laughs> this does. I not... don't. I don't think. Good time to talk over a woman. Oh no. I, well, I don't care about that. Bat. Okay. Good this time is to for have my this voice. discussion. Make sure we're rolling when we have this discussion. Always. No, I just think it's very funny. good timing. I think it's funny that you said that, but. You and Josh constantly talk to each other last up, and then today I'm talking, <laughs> and you start talking over me while I'm in the middle of a fucking sentence. Well, so I just want to point out the hypocrisy in producer Blake's uh, production notes that I'm, he gives me to make the podcast better. But I'm the producer that I uh, think that's I'll, what we also, do. Also, I can't talk to Blake. <laughs> no, but uh, no, not I didn't say that. But you guys were talking over each other a lot. Oh, that's another rule. Oh, well, episode. anytime Blake talks, but, like someone has to talk over this guy. Two boys cannot. He hasn't read the book. <laughs> See, I I get talked over the most. I think. As you should. Well, you're the you're the freaking. You the- haven't read the book. Blake. I am a, this in this case I have, and I just watched the movie. Just watched the movie, so that All counts. Right. Well, congrats for watching a 48 minute movie. No, May, I, I love you, Blake. T- anyway, let's go. This, this book rules. All right, all right. Before we dive into you talking about the author and the book, what's your theme beer, Josh? It is a little something called from Founders called Double Trouble, which. Especially. Doesn't really make sense because it's like quadruple trouble. How many Herbins are there? It's like five. There's six. There's a lot. Six. It's sex tuplet trouble, <laughs> but it's just a lot of trouble. Do they I'm... not do Christmas beers? Sorry. Okay, no, no, no. I thought I was gonna find Nutcracker mm-hmm. and like all of the like ham flavored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted a ham flavored beer that I could take up to the altar. Frankincense and myrrh, the beer. <laughs> but they. Again, I went back to the horrible college based, yeah, campus based, and they yeah. they had nothing. And I was just like, well, I'll just take the, this. Kind of makes sense a little bit, but I wanted to get Nutcracker. Yeah, I just wanted Christmas ones. Yeah, know. it's hard to find. Just wait until January. What are we doing January though? We'll we'll figure it out. You know what? You and I will take a special road trip to uh, the wine center or uh, what's the other Macadoodles. McDonald's was good. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll take some road trips. We'll suck up on some uh, theme. I'll beers. get birthday theme beers because it's ladies. My birthday's coming up next month. Let's sing happy birthday to Jesus mm, real quick. Mm, no. All right. Skip it. So, double Let's trouble. Yo, yeah, yeah. It's have you trouble. used that before? Double trouble. I feel like you have. Uh, he's oh. going to in Sweet Valley High. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, you gotta. When we do Sweet Valley, that's. I'm gonna favorite. have one called Ann Twins. Gross. And twins is that's <laughs> Wait, mine. It, TM, do not steal. Is are they twins in Sweet Valley High? Because I actually yes. don't know. Yes. Okay. Now you're making me want to change our book. Maybe. Is that what we're doing next? N- no, we'll talk about that because I I want to. Maybe we'll have a poll okay. on Instagram to decide, and we'll get rate like, review poll, and we'll get like two votes from our. I mean, but two dedicated listeners. Fifty fifty. Yeah. Uh, I I will say. There's a lot of those kind of that genre of, but like, uh, I don't know if it's Sweet Valley. I know that Babysitter's Club definitely has it where they've done graphic novels, mm-hmm. adaptations that mm-hmm. people are really into. Those are newer. Yeah. Okay. They've started doing those. Who's writing the Babysitter's It's someone good. I haven't looked, but I've been wanting to get a volume and read it. I just haven't. You got to order order in one of the volumes for me, like the first volume. And okay. I'll, I'll read. I'll buy it and read yeah. it. Okay. Um, I guess we're going to dive in. Uh, Barbara Robinson is the author of this book, published in 1972. She really is only known for, she, this is 
the first in the the Herdman series. She came came back to that clan. Really? <laughs> two more how times. Many, how, there, is it just two? There's the best school year ever. There's the Halloween one. Best school year ever published in 94 and best Halloween ever in 2004. Is that it? That's it. And okay. then she died in 2013 from cancer. Okay. So we can't get her on the podcast is what I'm... <laughs> She's not on our roster of celebrity authors to contact uh, to be on Betsy Haynes. She could have done way on the more. pod. Like that could have been a. She could have fleshed out that series more, like the best Veterans Day ever, best Arbor Day ever. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. you got to do your best Columbus Day ever, where you're right, right, I don't right, know, right. double genocide. Where they do a skit about Columbus and all his good deeds. My favorite was the unto you. <laughs> Unto you a genocide is given. Unto you a blanket is thrown. <laughs> oh God! Like uh, Blake, I I don't want to be the one to cancel you, but I have to. Blake is canceled. You're I canceled. Blame, yeah. Look, it was good enough for a joke on King of the Hill <laughs> that I just watched recently. That's probably why I said it. I blame that. I have bad influences. Yeah, that's the bad influence. What? They really did that. It was horrible. No, I know. I saw that. We just watched it last night. I know. I watched all the Thanksgiving episodes, and they were great. I did. I guess we're going to dive right in. Yeah, get in there. Let's talk about it. Who are these Herdmans? They're the worst family in Ever. Connecticutville. I don't know what town this or is. Or are they the best? Where does it take place? Um, I'll say probably somewhere in the Midwest, right? They don't, they don't name it. Just Let's like... say, we'll say somewhere in the Rust Belt, actually. This seems like... Like an Ohio-y... It, yeah, it's anywhere. I will say the what do they actually say? Whoever is in charge of like watching this family is terrible at their jobs. You mean the mom? You mean the welfare lady they talk no, about? No, no, no. What they, they actually say specifically what her job is. I mean, they only say child welfare. In... Miss Phillips is the social worker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. Even... I don't know if okay. we get a parent's name. We don't even. I think get the narrator's name because this is all told from the point of view of a young. It, no, it's from Farisa Bulk. Yes, well, it's from Farisa Bulk. I love. Played... I love My... that detail. Fucking queen. Yeah. She... Uh, I don't know if you read my Netflix review or my Letterbox review, but it was. I haven't been on yet today. I was uh, so happy to see her. You yeah, loved it. You loved it was it. a legend. Has uh, legend is born because this was her first thing. Apparently, first has thing. banged both Bobby Boucher in The Water Boy and the Nazi in American History X. <laughs> it, that's that's the. And then I wrote, "Get it, girl." That's the double play of the century. <laughs> yeah. A Jewish man in The Water Boy. And don't forget, <laughs> yeah. she also did the Bad Lieutenant Port of Call New Orleans. So fucking good. So great. Yeah. But no, she's she's great, and she's kind of disappeared from the landscape, and I don't yeah, know which, why. Yeah, which, which sucks, because you love to see her. Yeah, she's kind of like the Debbie Mazar of our generation, which, they're both like very cool looking. I don't know why you said Debbie Mazar, and why I associate them both, but in my brain. They look a lot alike. Okay. Okay. If you put them side by side, I think they look a lot like they've got like very. I don't know who that is. Cool features. I don't know how to describe it. Like, uh, Batman. She, Batman Forever. She's in. Yeah, she's she the played. Other, uh, she two played faces Spice. Other. Yeah. Drew Barrymore with Sugar. She played Spice. Um, she's been in a lot of stuff. I just couldn't she name rules, it. She rules. Yeah. Was she in Goodfellas, or am I thinking of someone else? Did she Maybe, play like his his girl up. on the side? I only know uh, Batman Forever reference. <laughs> right, right. I think but, they, they look the same, and also I think that they are probably underrated and underused and just kind of slowly disappeared from... Anytime a woman turns sure. 33 to Toss Hollywood. away one of our greatest actresses. Sure, fine. Yeah. No, no, she's great. 
But the only reason I know the narrator's name, to make a long story short, <laughs> was because of the credits at the end of the movie. Okay. Her name's Beth. No, so. yeah, yeah. In, in, in the movie, it's a weird framing device. I, I, I It is. For... Because it's coming from the family, like in the book and in the movie, mm-hmm. it's coming from this family of the mother who ultimately becomes the director mm-hmm. of the play. Because I think you have to do that because you can't have it be from the Herdman's perspective. Because they'd be like, I don't know, I got done punching walls with my fist. <laughs> and, you know, whatever the Herdman's are up to, you know, like it's not going to be good. And so I don't know. I uh, that's pretty smart. It's a choice. Um, they made a choice. It's it, it's a smart choice from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's more awkward in the film to do it. It was a bit awkward. Because she's like looking at, it's like a first person. She's looking at the camera. camera. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's. And speaks to the camera. And then you get like a lot of the. I don't think it's bad though in the film. No, it's not bad. I I, I like it. It's. You just get a lot of the exposition in the movie. She does a flea bag. You're being pretty much told. She. It is like flea bag. She does a flea bag. Like, but, but I, I, I think it works. I mean, it's okay. It's it's good. It was made in '83. You know, we didn't have all the tricks. I we do, didn't know yet. How I did. <laughs> I did love the quadruple split screen of the gossips. Like every time something the, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't For, know why this turned into a review of the movie instead of talking about the book. But, but. I mean, they're very they're, like. I think Blake said this maybe before we started recording. I mean, word it's, for word. It's, yeah. Is it really? It's so The script closely matches so the book. The movie is what 43, 48 minutes long. It's a like, brief thing. And I rewatched it last night, watched it 400 times as a child. And it was, I was made just for like, TV. It's made for TV. And I was like, oh, this got everything. Yeah, no, it, it got everything in there. It was yeah. a little weird how quickly it moved. The book moves like that, Why too. Why don't you just talk about what okay, the book is? The book, the, the book moves a little slower, but it's close. Because really, there's not really much fast. to add, adapt. I mean, the book is, like, what, 70-some pages? It's like 110, but it moves fast. Okay, you're right. Yeah, it's like a hundred. It's a hundred. We should at least say what the bare bones Call of the it a hundo. plot are. Hundo. And well, ten. we're getting there. We're getting there. So the first chapter, though, really just talks about how bad the Herdmans are. It's this girl talking about just the legend of the Herdmans. Josh, what are some of the things the Herdmans do? So one, they smoke cigars. Hilarious. Well, Imogen does at least. Little <laughs> Imogen, girls sorry. smoking cigars. Yeah. They have. They've blown up a shed because they, they were using their new science kit. The and little Einstein science kit to, <laughs> they just wanted to see what it would do. Most, they want to see what it, um, she says. Mo- most of the movie's budget went to blowing up an actual <laughs> shed. I, I agree. Um, it's The narrator is talking and she says, any other kid, even a mean kid, would have been worried if he stole $4.95 worth of something and then burned down a building with it. That was the chemistry set. They stole it. But Leroy was just mad because the chemistry set got burned up along with everything else before he had a chance to make one or two bombs. <laughs> like, that gives you a good idea of what the Herdmans are they, like. They do say that uh, people were appreciative of the fact that they blew up the shed that they... It was an eyesore. Yeah. That they were like, oh, thank God someone took this thing down. So they're yeah. gentrifiers, really. <laughs> right. It's better their time. Um, yeah, the narrator even says, my father said it was the only good thing the Herdmans ever did. Yeah. But if they'd known it was a good thing, they wouldn't have done it at all. They would have yeah. set fire to something else or somebody. Um, <laughs> the Herdmans have an evil cat. But at least, so, they have, at least they have a sign that says, beware of cat. This does yeah. not happen in the movie where... You see it briefly. You see the sign that says, beware of cat. Yeah. No, but I mean the... So, uh, who... Is it Leroy? Like, there's like a... a take it in, a, like a show and tell day. Oh, yeah, the show and tell story. And oh. so he brings in the cat as a show and tell. And 
takes the cat and who destroy like everyone runs out of the room, including Leroy, and it's like he eats all the fish in mm-hmm. the aquarium, right? He eats two rats that another girl brought to yep. or mice that another girl brought to like as her show and tell. Well, it it clawed big stretches down the blackboard. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just like a little a little monster. It is and, a monster. And everyone runs out in the hall and the teacher was like Leroy, why did you not come back in the room and get your cat? And he's like, you told me to get in the hall. And she was like, this is the first time that Herdman listened to me. <laughs> True. Um, I left a, a note that um, the cat was so evil, it had one short leg and a broken tail and one missing eye. And the mailman <laughs> wouldn't deliver anything to the Herdmans because of it. And the mailman later said, I don't think it's a regular cat at all. I think those kids went up in the hills and caught themselves a bobcat. (laughs) (laughs) So they have an evil cat. Um, Imogen will go to people to intimidate them and say, I know a secret about you. Yeah. And threaten them until they do what she wants. I think there was the incident of a, a girl with a charm bracelet or something maybe. But actually, no, with that, that was when she would sneak in the nurse's office and hear everyone's weight. And so there was a girl who was chubbier in their class and she had this beautiful like charm bracelet. And Imogen was like, I'll tell everyone your real weight unless you give me your charm bracelet. <laughs> and so, Yikes. Um, yeah, Imogen is a uh, nice. N- well, I mean, no one said the Herdmans were nice, Blake. They're, they're not here they're to make bad. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Um, their father disappeared when Gladys was two, and nobody blamed him. Quote from the book. Whoa. <laughs> the first time that that people were like, yeah, to a deadbeat dad. He went out to get cigarettes, and they're like, yeah, it makes sense. Never came back. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't either. I believe the mother works a lot, just so she doesn't have to be at home she, with the kids. She works at, uh, they say, in the, like a shoe factory or something. Like, she works until 11 every night. So... Yeah, shoe factory sounds right. Sorry, I'm thinking because there was a shoe. And they live in an abandoned warehouse or something? <laughs> Essentially. They like, live in like a rundown house, and one of their favorite things to do is just to make the, the garage, garage door, door go, go up, up and, and down. Because they want to slam the cat down in it. <laughs> That's like their favorite thing. <laughs> it's a weird thing. thing. But Makes yeah. sense to me. Sorry, Googie. And they're just kind of like a, the bad kids. the The rough and tumble family. Like, I don't know... How to describe them. The kids from the other side of the tracks. Yeah. The dirt, the oh, dirty absolutely. Kids. Yeah. You ever hear of the dirty kids? These are the quite literally dirty kids. Well, that was something that the movie did. They I always don't know have if, like, yeah, it's soot. one of the things where like their faces are always like, just like, got a little bit of dirt on my they face. They look like chim- chimney sweeps. Is that in the <laughs> yes, book? Yes. Uh, no. no. They don't really describe okay. them as being this like is, filthy. It was a bit much. This is a, uh, that was like a Mary Poppins, like, Dickensian I'm just Dick Van Dyken. Yeah. Like, Okay, yeah, because yeah, it was a bit much in the movie, so... Even their outfits looked very... Yeah, they were literally wearing clothes and hats from 100 yeah. years ago. <laughs> Which could be a look, but... It was a look, but, <laughs> a... but was it a look? Because it's the brother that especially is doing it. Imogene looks a little... She's, she's... looks okay. She looks... Like a girl who smokes cigars? I don't know. She definitely looks like a tough girl. But she has earrings. No, she does, but they, like... As the movie goes, it kind of like takes her down more to being. Imogene will never be. Well, she becomes Maryish, but right, she'll never be a basic. I'll tell you that that girl is still smoking cigars and wearing yeah, yeah, wearing yeah. patched overalls, and but she took cool her girl. earrings. Untamable, untamable. That's how I 
picture Imogen. So there are six Herdman kids. We already said that, and their names are Imogene. Some guy named Leroy. Uh, there's there's Imogene, uh, Claude, Leroy, Ollie, Ralph, and then Gladys, who is the youngest and also the meanest, because I think the author even says in the book that she learned different horrible survival tactics and, and, and bully tactics from her siblings, and so they're just embedded into the youngest. They, the yeah, worst. they talk about, like, everyone gets worse as, like, the chain goes down, mm-hmm. and so they all get a little bit worse. And by the time it gets to Gladys, it's like, oh, I'm the worst one. I have everything bad. Well, we don't know. We do know that Gladys was um, put into a bureau drawer right. <laughs> at some point when she was a baby because they didn't yeah. have room for her. So Gladys kind of had a, a rough start. Let's not. Remember when you hated her? And the guy was just like, yeah, I do. <laughs> her brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really, we actually start a plot in the second chapter. And that's when the town gossip busybody who always does the um, pageant every year. I think her name is, they don't give her a first name. She's called, she's Mrs. George Armstrong. She falls and breaks her leg and she cannot direct the pageant that year. This is for the church, right? Yes. Okay. She can't direct the pageant for the church that year. So after it goes around, the the duties that she normally carries gets kind of divvied up between the women of the church and the narrator's mother is going to have to do the Christmas pageant. And they think it will be a very usual by-the-note thing. They have the same girl and boy who always play Mary and Joseph every year. You know, the younger kids are going to play the shepherds. and They, they talk about that. We're like, it's yeah. just always, it's the, always same. the same. These kids are so entitled. They think they're going to slide right into these roles. Yeah. These kids are all Oh, don't get me only. started about this, this, this girl that thinks yeah. she's going to be Mary. Yeah, and the pageant is just this well-oiled machine by this yeah. point where it all just runs this. Did they give way. her a name, the girl who, who thinks she's going to yeah, be Mary? Yeah, hold on. It, uh, Wendy, is that right? Yeah, she's also the one who takes notes on everything. I wrote Rich Brat. She so. will not audition. I can't stress that enough. Mostly she, she gets it every she year. Think, yeah, she's just like, yeah, I got it. I'm the best. It's in the bag. Ever. Yeah. And then she becomes a huge narc. Ex- yeah, when she was writing stuff down, I was like, are you a cop? What's going they on? Are, they are uh, drinking the communion wine. A.K.A. grape juice. I know, yeah. but. And and then even uh, Frieza Bulk's like, it's grape juice. Calm yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Calm down, sis. All right, we're getting way ahead of ourselves because number one, the Herdmans don't even go to church yet. Oh, sorry. The reason right, they, they don't go. They normally. don't go to church. The reason they show up to church is because Charlie, who is the narrator's little brother, he keeps getting his lunch, like his dessert and his lunch keeps getting stolen by one of the Herdman kids. And I for don't... some dumb reason, this is the same kid who in Sunday school, when the teacher was asking, why do you like Sunday school so much? He goes, because the Herdmans don't come here. So for some dumb reason. That's the inciting incident in the movie. Yes. Especially, like, so for some dumb reason, he approaches the Herdman who keeps stealing his. No, no, no. The, no. the Herdman has stolen his the brownies from yes. his lunch. That's and what he's I was like, saying. He confronts him. And he's he like, confronts I don't him. even care. But why? If he doesn't want the Herdmans to go to church, why would he, of all things, say, guess what? I get all the candy and treats I want at church. He's just you're trying to Sunday. own him. You're trying, you, exactly. you know the Herdmans you, are not going to come to church. Well, shit. If someone told me that church was nothing but rock what and roll What are you talking about? Cream? Church is boring as shit. He's a kid. And he's he's inter- He's internalized that church is the most boring thing in the world. And if I say I get everything I want at church, 
It's like my friend that used to tell me that he got all the toys he wanted at uh, it's a uh, humble brag. Kids do this. I understand, but if you don't want a herdman to come to your safe space, why would you give them something enticing? Because it's not your safe space. It's a boring thing, and you think it sucks. But he's already said, hey, "I love church because the herdmans aren't here." Have you ever heard of the psychological concept of self sabotage? <laughs> I think there may be something like that going on here. That's just my theory. Also, also, I think he says the thing first about I love it because the herdens aren't here and then no that is I said it in the right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so the guess who shows up to church the next week dun 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 the herdmen guess who hits up that offering plate guess yeah. who's looking for handouts but they also think that maybe Charlie's brag was right because whenever they go there they show up on church food donation day so they think Charlie wasn't lying that church is just all yummy food and 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 things like that so on that very day though that they come to church um imogene number one steals from the collection plate don't blame her i mean if you don't know what it's for if someone's just passing a plate of money around right free money free money let's go (laughs) on that very same day the pageant auditions are announced whenever the narrator's mother i wish i had their names hold on maybe i do like at least their last names or something so I don't have to keep saying the narrator's mother. Yeah, and they don't give this poor girl a name, the narrator. Not in the book. In the movie credits, her name is Beth. Fyru- yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name's Fyruza. <laughs> anyway, I have no idea. But so whenever it's time to have the meeting about the pageant, all the Herdman kids show up. And the narrator's mother is asking, okay, so who wants to volunteer to be Mary? thinking it will be the same girl it always will be, and she doesn't raise her hand. And Imogene is like, guess what? I'm your Mary. <laughs> right here. That kind of came out of left field for me. What? Wait. Were you confused watching this movie about... Just maybe her motivation, like why she suddenly yeah, like wanted why, to be... Yeah, where did that come from? Tell, Enlighten me. Wait. To, why Imogene wanted to Yeah, why, why the Imogene... She just... wants to be the star of the play. So she's attention-seeking? Yes, essentially. This makes so much sense, Blake. <laughs> clearly, why the clearly. Herd, why else would the Herdmans show up for this? They're well, like, we know what we know why they came to church because the aforementioned goodies and shit that they're going to get. But they're like, we're rolling in, we're taking over. Here's the thing: I I don't know. I think maybe Imogen just Imogene just wanted to be that the the star. But I think because she wanted to be the star, she forced her siblings to no, yes, also absolutely. take in the other roles. Like she's so, like. He's going to be Joseph. Mm -hmm. She's basically like assigning all her siblings the roles and the people who normally take the roles. They're afraid of them. Yeah. Of the angel of the Lord. They're too afraid to to say no to them. Well, Imogene has already threatened the girl who plays Mary. Right. She is like, look. Flashback bathroom, smoking a cigar. (laughs) She's like, listen. Yeah. If you raise your hand and try to be Mary, I will get a pussy willow seed. Oh, yeah. And plant it in your ear so far, you won't get it out, and a pussy willow bush will just bloom out of your ear. That's all in the movie, right? This yeah. movie's also in the book. so bizarre. Is it? Mm-hmm. This okay. is the most bizarre threat it's I've ever heard. It's mostly like, hey, hello, you bitch. Uh, I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> but make a pussy willow grow in your head is... Is the way but as translates. a kid, when I watched this, I was like, oh, man. She means that business. Yeah. Like, she's going to plant a, a thing in her head? It's weird to hear a child say pussy willow that many times in a row. 
That's the way it came Well, I think there was a reason she was so specific, and it was... Yeah, why did it have to be a pussy will? Something happened to one of her little brothers or something where they had something See, there's like, to there's Freudian era. shit going on that you miss in the movie. No, I'm trying to find the, the actual thing where Imogene threatens... I don't remember it from the... That's the only thing I was saying, because I didn't remember it in the book. Okay, okay. I'd heard Imogene Herman telling Alice what would happen to her if she dared to volunteer it's so specific that it has okay. to be in the book, right? And next spring, yeah, when the pussy willows come out, I'll stick a pussy willow so far down your ear that nobody can reach it, and it'll sprout there, and it'll grow and grow, and you'll spend the rest of your life with a pussy willow bush growing out of your ear. So, yes, that is what happened. And the reason why that was the worst thing that any of them had ever thought of to do, but Ollie Herdman did it once. He got this terrible earache in school, and when the nurse looked down his ear with her little lighted tube, she yelled so loud, you could hear her all the way down the hall, and... <laughs> He's got something growing down there, she hollered. So <laughs> apparently it's happened to a Herdman before, and that's why the, the threat that threat was suggested. How much do you like not being bullied by anyone anymore? What? Oh, you mean like as opposed to when general, you're in school? In general. I like, mean, it's pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, I like it. Like, I never want to be bullied by anyone again. It sucks. I mean, I hear it comes back in your 40s. <laughs> Like, Sorry, are you worried about that happening? Well, now I am. Any, it's not going to happen. This Josh, sucks, man. Okay. So, the any everyone who was in the play, like all the other little kids, start making up excuses for why they can't be in it. Like the shepherds start dropping out, and the mom asks, "Why did the shepherds drop they out?" Say it's because Gladys Herdman hits too hard, and she, she was assigned too the hard. angel <laughs> of the Lord. Yeah. Unto you a child is born. That's right. That's her catchphrase. That's her. That's her. She, she loves has, it. She has the only line in the whole play, and yeah. she nails it. So That is weird. No one speaks except well, for the narrator. The narrator. She says it twice. In the book, there's a quote from the narrator about how some people said it wasn't fair for a whole family who didn't even go to our church to barge in and take over the pageant. My father said somebody better lock up the Women's Society in silver service. My mother just said she would rather be in the hospital with Mrs. Armstrong. <laughs> so no one's really looking forward to working with these kids for the pageant. We go into the first pageant rehearsal. The Herdman show up 10 minutes late. And on top of that, they don't know the Christmas story. All they knew was that Christmas was Jesus's birthday, but everything else was news to them. The shepherds, the wise men, the star, the stable, the crowded inn. And what's really weird is whenever um, the mother is reading the Christmas story to them, she talks about how Mary was great with child. Yes, this was good. And... Alice, actually, the girl's name was Alice, who played the usual Mary, not Wendy. Her name was like Alice Wendelkin or something. So, <laughs> yeah. She turns to the narrator and says, that's really kind of vile that they refer to Mary as pregnant because the kids are like, they just talk about how Mary's pregnant. And she said, I'm not supposed to talk about people being pregnant. And her mother didn't even want cats to have kittens or birds to lay eggs. And she wouldn't let Alice play with anybody who had two rabbits, which I thought was a really funny line. <laughs> that wasn't in the movie, I don't think. Mm -mm. But, yeah, she was scandalized by the word pregnant. It is the thing, yeah, the, the, the word pregnancy bothers her. I would because... have had the kids say knocked up. That's more shocking. <laughs> now, I, I would just be like, someone fucked a baby into you. Yeah. Um, our narrator <laughs> pinches Alice because Alice sucks. They're, when they're talking about the manger, that's when we learn that they put Gladys in a bureau drawer. And Imogene is scandalized by the whole thing. She says, you mean they tied him up and put him in a feed box? Where was child welfare? She had to, and yeah, that's, she had to that's funny. Like, that's when they're like, child welfare. They discuss like child welfare. And they're like, oh, no, they come to our house every day. 
Right. Yeah, they come quite often. Like, you even find out, they talk about, um, like, what frankincense and myrrh are. And the Herdmen say that they get their, their Christmas presents are much better than that. Um, and they get their presents from at the fireman's party every year. Which and they the guy don't who, like. They don't like them. Yeah. No, they like their presents. They said that they're much better than frankincense and myrrh. But what's funny, I think the funny part was that the, the person who dresses as Santa Claus feels their packages to make sure that the Herdmen's aren't getting bows and arrows or dart guns. Which I thought was okay. a nice little... Makes sense. Yeah. You cannot, yeah, get that um, bad gift. Then they learn about King Herod. <laughs> oh, this is good. And this is when they get upset. And they even go to the library to research King Herod. Which the li- librarian wants to quit her job because... <laughs> and they come back to the next uh, rehearsal and they want to rewrite the whole pageant and hang King Herod for the finish. <laughs> they couldn't stand it that he died in bed of old age. They wanted him to hang. They're very, yeah, they're very. This whole, this would have made a better movie if they would have included these parts. Like maybe one of the little dirty kids was like a, a wannabe writer and he, uh, he forced them to let him do punch up on the script. Yeah. Added all the Herod stuff in. Yeah. So while all this is going on, Alice is keeping notes, like you guys said earlier, about everything that the Herdmans are doing that is bad. Um, Gladys drinks communion wine, which is grape juice. They're stealing um, like Crayolas from the Sunday school cabinet. This is what the, did you say who's doing? Yeah, it's Alice, the girl yeah, who yeah, yeah. Okay. usually plays Mary. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, steal pen- they steal pennies out of the happy birthday bank. And Imogene spends her free time smoking cigars in the girl's room, sometimes even in her Mary costume, just hanging out, smoking cigars. And this turns Let into- Let us a- live our lives. <laughs> I stand a queen. This turns into an... Uh, I do in her name, Imogene. That's how I'm saying. Okay, this turns into an incident when the... At the same time they're doing their dress rehearsal, the the ladies' society is pre-baking for something at the same time. And I think... Imogene smoking like the smoke comes in out of the door and the 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 older women who are preparing pies or whatever freak out think the church is on fire call the fire department all the kids come racing out so they don't even get to finish their dress rehearsal because of this what happened the false alarm yeah so the Imogene Mary is loud and bossy she's not quiet and sweet whenever it was announced that Imogene would be playing Mary all the parents with newborns were like, no, you can't use our baby to play Jesus. <laughs> um, Imogene suggests going to the supermarket and stealing babies. I'm going to go to the A&P. That was and... one of the strangest things. I'll just go down to the supermarket and take a baby. Was that strange? Like, to me, it made completely, like, that's everything that Imogene would think. It I think was she like... was just maybe a little bit too old to think that. How old like is she supposed to be? Nine or ten? Like, I don't know. It just seems like you should know not to take people's children I at mean, a certain she's age. just a bad yeah. girl. Like, I'm just going to grab one. <laughs> bad, bad girl. Bad girl. And so uh, they decide to use a doll, and Stupid. Imogene says, that's good, a doll won't bite you, which is, uh, as the author wrote, just went to prove that the Herdman started out mean right from the cradle. So apparently- They came yeah. out biting. <laughs> apparently yeah. they were born with teeth. But uh, I'm trying to think. I remember there's a point where, this is before the fire started. I got a little ahead of myself. Sorry, I had to dress rehearsal. Imogene won't take out her earrings because her ears were mm-hmm. just pierced. Whenever the wise men show up, Imogene says, I've got the baby here. Don't touch him. I named him Jesus. And then she says that she would have named him Bill if she got to name the baby. So whenever um, the church is on fire, all the gossips start calling 
around and they call the reverend and the reverend is the mother and the mother assures him it will be the best Christmas pageant ever. That's repeated a few times in the Mm -hmm. movie. Wink, 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 wink. So pageant night comes and the mother is concerned and she says, we've never gone through the whole thing. I don't know what's going to happen. It may be the first Christmas pageant in history where Joseph and the wise men get in a fight and Mary runs away with the baby. Which would make it really entertaining. I mean, that'd be a better story. Look, I wouldn't want my baby Jesus to see the violence between the wise men and Joseph if they're going to fight. Right. Makes sense to run away with it. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, the the play pretty much goes off without a hitch, right? I mean, I think... What? (laughs) Does a hitch... Like the play itself? Yeah. There's the the only hitch, I think, is when the uh, The, angel of the Lord is missing. Unto uh, you a child is born. She comes screeching through the aisle. And she starts punching them. But that them. was like pretty funny. It's kind of like the scene in Parenthood when Justin gets up on the stage because the other elves are being mean to his sister. Oh, yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. don't mess with my sister and is punching everyone. That was good. It kind of reminded me of that. So why is this such a great pageant? They liked. The- I haven't even gone through it yet. But. Well, we'll get. Yeah, we'll get to that. So. I, I have theories. <laughs> on a lot of things. Um. I think the only thing was that the the Herdmans maybe, I think there was a little bit of, it took longer to get them to come out at first, probably because there's a little stage fright there. And um, then there's the incident of Gladys pushing everyone, like the shepherds out of her way. But honestly, I can't remember if that was only in the movie or if that happened in the book. No, it's too. both. And then <laughs> a lot of the girls are angels in the chorus. And so it's Alice and the narrator. And there's a scene when... Mary first is holding the doll and she burps it. <laughs> and Alice is like, I don't think you should burp the baby Jesus like he has colic. And the narrator says, um, I think it makes sense because it's, it's real, a baby. It's realism. <laughs> like she's she's doing space work mm-hmm. with with the child. She's working with the prop child mm-hmm. the best she can. She's, I think she makes a good Mary. Yeah. Okay. So in the movie, do they have the same? There's a strange thing that I don't know if I missed something. But there's a character turn for Imogene that you kind of skipped over. Well, I haven't gotten to the end of the play yet. That was well, at I, the end. I'm confused I about everything that's happening. In uh, the movie, the character turn happened right before she goes on. She's in the dressing room. In well, the, I mean, in the movie. The, when she sees, in the movie, she sees a sketch of, like, Mary holding the That's after in the book. That happens after the play? She takes... She takes the picture. She of, takes the picture. That's out after of a the Bible. Play. It's not in. Uh, uh, yeah, because the Bible's illustrated. No, what are you talking no, about? It's literally an illustrated Bible okay, in the right. in the book. Like, well, the, and she takes it out, and because they're like the Herdmans didn't take anything. This is Frieza Bulk talking, mm-hmm. narrating. It's like didn't take anything. Mm-hmm. They didn't take anything except Imogene took a thing out of the Bible. Picture there was of Mary. A picture of Mary. Yeah. Well, this picture of Mary uh, af- had a big effect on her so much that it that she's it changed her right before she went right. on stage from being this wild cigar smoking hellion. Into- no, but I I honestly don't think she was felt that way before looking at that picture. I don't, I'm trying. That's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to in ask. The, you're right. In the movie, where did this she character turn come she's from? She's emulating. Yep. The Imogene always Mary. wanted to be the way. That Mary was. Is that why she shot her hand up and said, "I'll be Mary"? I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I, I think that it, it it was a slow turn, but I think that 
it makes sense in the movie to like emulate that scene. It happened very. It very makes quickly. more sense like in an illustrative thing to have someone look at it. Like if I'm I was just asking dro- you two since you read the book more recently than I did. I That's why I'm. Listen, bitch, I'm answering you. <laughs> bitch, I'm trying to help you. Yeah, uh, I I think she looked at there and saw it. In, I, it in, just seems like a very. It was when they were all singing Silent Night that she starts crying. Yes. Okay. So it's during Silent Night. Everyone's singing the verses, and when they got to Son of God Loves Pure Light, the narrator looks down at Imogene, and that's when they realize that Imogene Herdman was crying. And all this time, everyone was waiting for the Herdmans to do something absolutely unexpected, like burn the church down or whatever. But the unexpected thing was that a Herdman was moved. Exactly. And and to tears and had like a spirit spiritual experience, right? Yes, something happened there. And it wasn't the fact that one of the three... Three wise men brought a ham as an offering. That's expected because they do those goofy things. Like <laughs> but, burning burning arson yes. would be expected. Um, it says, in the candlelight, her face was all shiny with tears, and she didn't even bother to wipe them away. She just sat there, awful old Imogen, and her crickety veil, crying and crying and crying. Well, it was the best Christmas pageant we ever had. And then what's weird is they're talking about how Imogen... Had a black eye, and the narrator, narrator says, nobody hit Imogen, and she didn't hit anyone else. Her eye wasn't really black either, just all puffy and swollen, because she had walked into the corner of the choir robe cabinet in a kind of daze, as if she had just caught on to the idea of God and the wonder of Christmas. Okay, that and that's that's wild. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't exactly in the movie. Mm-hmm. No, but you have, to, you have to shorthand it and yeah. play it in the movie. Like, and they, and it's, they it's, shorthand, it's, they it's, really shorthand. No, but it's mm-hmm. fine. Look, it and makes... Then, it does the same thing in the movie where you're like jumping. She just suddenly make she suddenly changes in the movie, and it's like it did not bother what me. Has, what has overcome her? What has changed? Love herself? of the Christ Child. It, it is almost absolute asshole. Is there a real spiritual message here? Yes. Okay, I'm. I'm just asking. Look, I'm just asking like, questions. Just leave you can't house. get mad at me. I'm just asking questions. Here's I'm, where the Mary picture comes into play. The mother. They're all leaving. They pack up. And the husband of the the father of the narrator looks at his wife and he goes, "What's that you've got in your hands?" And she said, "It's the ham. They wouldn't take it back. They wouldn't take any candy either or any of the little Bibles. But Imogene did ask me for a set of the Bible story pictures, and she took out the Mary picture and said it was exactly right, whatever that means. I actually thought that worked better in the movie than in the book. It's almost like she has been possessed by the spirit. Mm-hmm. The way she changes so much, yeah. So but quickly. I think she also changed the churchgoers. Maybe, we, maybe yes. we all change with her. Maybe you we all piece learn to of look. shit, Blake. Josh is canceled from How this. How am episode. I canceled for me? I think the real best Christmas pageant ever were were the the lessons we learned along the way. So I think that's the point. I think it's I, I think it's mostly about how. It's not about the Herdmans. People think it's about the Herdmans. It's about, but it's about the these absolute jerks mm-hmm. that are think they're Christians, but they don't understand the lesson of of Christ or of uh, Christian. It's about these self righteous assholes who learn, <laughs> and by that I mean the churchgoers, not the Herdmans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean that's the point. Is like it's not about them. Yeah, the Herdmans are like a mirror for this congregation to look into they're like a sooty dirty uh, like a black mirror like these little black mirrors we carry around with us all the time these uh these cell phones oh my god wait 
I'm going to have to write like, this down and think about this for an hour. Blake, you just blew my mind so deep. Oh, what I'm saying is we always carry a black mirror. It's like we don't even watch porn on our computers anymore. We don't talk about that on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> this is for kids. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast anyway, for children. Anyway, the book You're changed, correct. everyone. The narrator now. See thinks... you later, Hort. Wait, what? <laughs> we're all changed for we're all changed for having. As read far it. as the narrator is concerned, Mary is always going to look like Imogene Herdman, sort of nervous and bewildered, but ready to clobber anyone who laid a hand on her baby. Like everything that Imogene did made sense. Yes, and she I did noticed... a good character choice. Like I think they even said like they look like refugees, and the dad's like, "Yeah, Mary and Joseph were refugees." That was like, quite poignant. Yeah. Yeah, that holds up really well now where we're like, you know who sucks? Refugees. And we should. I was like, uh, can we drop kick them across a different border and put them in a lake or whatever people think now? Maybe everyone needs to read this effing book. Maybe. And learn the true spirit of Christianity. uh, Hey, jerks. Maybe read read Best Christian Pageant ever and also. Yeah, actually, probably read the Bible uh, and take uh, what it says seriously. No, they read the Bible and they're like. Okay, I've found out how to be a fascist again. <laughs> They're like, wait, how do I get rich? Because Jesus wants me to be rich. That's his main point. Vote Trump. like, how can I? Uh, yeah, no, check out. Here's our hot recommendations for fall. The Bible, this book. What was the other one? What, the other book we read? We don't. We're not going to recommend No, no. The okay. Bible. Read that book about the Green New Deal, because we need one. I've got it coming to the store. Come buy it from uh, Bookmarks. Anyway, their faces I wrote, were dirty. I wrote. That's the main. Ju- that's the main thrust of it. I had a joke and I forgot it. Anyway, I wrote "True Meaning of Xmas" as my ending. They're joke. immigrants. In no, a way. I mean, that, I mean that that's the thing. They are I, the outsiders, and I, and I, and I think it like like it's a. I'm norming a joke, and uh, <laughs> it like no uh, the. The thing about this book and what I liked about it, maybe as a kid, is I the point obviously is to be kinder to refugees. <laughs> like, no, I was giving outsiders. Very, out, I know I was being very general, sincere, and general. then and then I realized I was gonna start crying, and I cannot. It's let, okay. I cannot let Blake see me cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would. I would make fun of you for. I know you sure. would. I know you'd be like. No, I wouldn't. But hey, you piece of shit. Uh, I, uh... But I, but I, but I think the point of the book is, and the, the the thing about the book that's sweet and kind is the Herdman's are fuck fuck both of them. They're both like shaking their heads at me. Uh, is no, that, keep going. That, that, You've been talking about the point for like five minutes, so I just want to hear what you it. Got to get to the point. I'm 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 done talking now. Uh, <laughs> I I was yeah. It's a good book, and everyone should check it out. I was rewriting the movie in my head as I watched it today, and I was like. They could do it. I think they could do it better now. I thought the same thing. And I don't know why it hasn't been remade. Because it is a production that, like, the theater down the street has done it a few times. Yeah, it's a musical. Yeah. Really? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a little And it, it's... I'm like, yeah, this is... I mean, yeah, I don't know good. why... It's good. It works. It works as a one-hour thing. I don't know why, like, Lifetime hasn't, like... Or Hallmark even hasn't been like, we're going to redo this. You know what? And make it come full circle. Cast Feruza Balk as the mom. Holy. Yes. Right? Yes to that. There we go. That's all I have. I'm picturing a legend and I am standing her. <laughs> Cast Debbie Mazar as the busybody neighbor who breaks her leg. Let's get into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got your movie right here, Hallmark. Contact me. Get your movie right here, Hallmark. <laughs> and Timothy Chalamet plays the oldest... Uh, 
Herdman boy. He would pass in a second. (laughs) He'd get that script and he'd be like, oh, no, thank you. I do want to say that my only complaint with the movie, I don't really have any complaints about the book, it's fine, is that the fact that the kids are all, like, I mean, I understand that they're poor and possibly neglected, but they just look like they've been rolling in dirt piles all day. Like, no one, even at at church, the director isn't like, hey, Imogen, why don't, Imogene, why don't we wash your face? Like. No, but that's, I I don't know, I I think it works. But even before, what's weird is even before they go on. They're on the still night. like That's on what I'm the saying. night, like they're in it. They, they have a, a, a dressing room. What are they doing in there if not washing their faces? Although if we're, if we're, uh, she's staring up at a picture of okay. baby Jesus. If we're complimenting Imogene for her realistic approach to acting in this pageant, then maybe her face should be dirty. Maybe she, they dirty it up more, yeah, to look more like the. But I'm just saying, like every day, all the time, these kids yeah. just are filthy. They dirty, and I know Give I'm them a I wet mean, mat. Just every once in a while, wash a face. I just don't like the portrayal of poor and poor people as dirty. I don't think that's I, accurate. I think I would do the socioeconomic stuff a little differently were I to to rewrite the movie. I think I'd have Danny McBride write it because he's did good at doing filthy children <laughs> and making them very funny. Yeah, and I'm totally sincere about that. And no, book, no, I'm completely. The book is a board. good mixture of of funny and and sincere. So I yeah. I I think the book is very good about doing that and i don't think it's cheesy Mm -mm. in when it can clearly hit cheese well anytime you talk about the true meaning of christmas anytime you talk about it can come off as cheesy no if you talk about how christ is the only thing that can actually save our souls which is true (laughs) it's hard to do and it's the truth and (laughs) can you guys both hold my hands for two minutes yeah i won't do the prayer i've i've People have tried to, tr- to trick me into this one before. No, uh, Blake held my hand a couple of episodes ago and was not happy about it. Oh, and with he, them all. <laughs> yes, he got so mad about like how you touched me. No, this is no. I don't. I don't like to hold hands except with like my wife, and even that's a uh, even that's difficult. Yeah, I don't like to hold hands Bull with anyone except saw- except for with okay. your wife. I <laughs> a little joke for. I'm- the- the uh, over the line, over the line. <laughs> I don't hold hands. I which I do with chess. But other than that, I'm not a touchy. I'm not. Would a you hold a hand with a niece? Yes. Okay. But would you be mad about a, it? No. I would help her cross the parking lot because I'm. Oh, that, well, that's. I'm, sweet. A, I'm a nice bitch. I, I I love holding hands with girls. With girls. Okay. Well. Well, I don't mean that in like. That's not a brag. Like, hey, Blake, did you know I've held hands with girls before? Humble brag. Yeah, Yeah. come on. Yeah, you've held a lot of hands. Okay, we get it. I'm a cool boy. Bad boy. All right. Um, So I think we... Okay. We nailed that one, and it's not even an hour. We're not even at an hour. Are we not? We did better. I will keep talking. We did better at that than, than any other book, maybe. I think this book is probably one of the most straightforward. It's good. We get it. It's a good story. I think on the screen... Danny McBride could really make it sing. No, I honestly, after seeing Gemstones, HBO Max, call me. I got an idea for a limited series. Danny, called... this is not a joke. Call us, but <laughs> we can be have the, an the writing partners. You know, yeah, no, we have. It's going to be, be hard to dark. swing because there's going to be a lot of profanity. But yeah, I mean, how would those kids? If this were real life, how would those bad kids talk? If it was set in contemporary time, right? right. Yeah, they they'd would. Be filthy, they'd be filthy, filthy mouthed. They'd, and somehow they'd all still have tablets and smartphones, though. They would, yeah. absolutely. And mm-hmm. they, it wouldn't be this Dickensian-like nonsense. No. Yeah. They'd be playing Fortnite. They'd have their little black mirrors that they're constantly glued to. 
We're always on our phones. Why do we? Why are you looking at me? I'm not on my phone. I'm sorry. I put my phone Josh in my is... pocket, literally. <laughs> if I see anybody with a phone, I'll smack it out of their hand. You know what? I still use a landline. I was seeing if a girl had messaged me back. All right. That's, that's <laughs> see n- you later, horse girls. Neither this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's let's do this right. Uh, yes. Rating. Uh, okay. I'm going four. Uh-huh. Like, I'm so... I think I did three on uh, Goodreads? Goodreads. It's four in my heart. And honestly, it's close to five, mm-hmm. but it's four because yeah. I think it's a, I legit think it's a good book, mm-hmm. and I would recommend it. Like if I had a child, mm-hmm. I'd probably read it yeah. to them and maybe cry every Christmas. And you can cry. No, I would. Wait, can I talk about something? Sure. No, it's it's a podcast. How dicked up do we talk about the internet Christmases? We used to every year make a Christmas. Uh, like a nativity scene, and we use my mother's old uh pantyhose to mm. make the wise men. Why though? We would but, take it and stuff it like a little doll or something. Yes, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that weird? It is weird because there's a million ways you could make a little wise man doll. I think it's weird that it's her used old pantyhose. If you had just went out and bought <laughs> some little, this was used, baby. Okay. <laughs> And so, so we like tied it around. Mm-hmm. We made it. And I guess I didn't know at the time what this I, thing was. I did something like that for a project, but I bought new pantyhose to make the dolls, um, and I put little hair on them. And I face. feel like these were used. Yeah, I I, I would just decorate a popsicle stick or a pipe cleaner. We had a pop- pipe cleaner. You never made pipe cleaner crafts in school and stuff? You would make a person out of a pipe cleaner? Absolutely. A stick figure, man. It's, it's But how a- would they wear the robes and carry the gifts to Jesus? Jessica, With their you, little scrawny can, pipe cleaner arms. Can you take his... You obviously weren't a craft kid. Can you take his chair and turn it over backwards? Okay. Uh, yeah, no. I don't... Uh, we did that with a lot of those. And now I'm thinking about it. That is not normal. Not normal at all. Okay. Hmm. Can I tell you guys a pageant story? Hell yeah. Please. I, I want to talk about pageants too. Go on. Okay. Mormons don't really have like a like a, a like a yearly Christmas pageant where they just Just because a Mormon girl. We What's the Mormon Christmas story? Because we know it's, it's very the same. different. Okay. <laughs> Why would it be any different? I was just kidding, but No, because you guys are I mean, we sing the same Christmas you're, songs. You're like, honestly fucked up in weird ways, but not you still accept our the the actual Christ. We just believe that there was an additional testament of Christ. Where he came to Missouri and hung out. Can I tell you how wrong you are? <laughs> That's just, I didn't say I. Okay. I know. Mormons. No, I know. I there know. we go. That there's a second testament of Christ. And Jesus came down on a spaceship. Uh, that's not us. But you get to leave on a spaceship when you die. No. You get a planet. If you're really good, you get a well, planet. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay, Blake. Whatever you said was fucked up right until you said until you get a planet. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's right. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. You have to be really good, though. So. Okay. No, con- yeah. I'm sorry. What, what was your pageant? Yeah. So we we didn't really have, like, a pageant where we just retold the story of Christ. And, you know, obviously it's not anything like Midnight Mass. But, like, on the Sunday service before Christmas, we would, the, the primary group, the children who were, like, 12 and under, would do, like, a little Christmas show. The boys. And I was, I was always picked to read because I was one of those kids who was a strong reader, um, like, wouldn't stumble over words or, you know, I didn't. Anyway, so 
Hell yeah. Uh, it was humble, humble. humble. We got a reader over here. Humble to the brag. Not to brag, but I'm a good reader. So it was me and a, a boy named Jacob were the two main narrators of this Christmas service. You never told Jacob, me Jacob, what's up? <laughs> uh, Blake, uh, can we find out who this Jacob is and yeah, push him in um, the face? Are you texting Jacob? Jessica, who is he? What's his number? Me and Blake are not. Lost track with him. Don't care. Probably married to a Mormon girl and lives in Utah. I really couldn't tell you. Okay, Blake, so... uh, this is a Simpsons joke, like car, like engine turning over, <laughs> like car yeah. backing out. You hear out. footsteps running. Yeah. That joke car barely, barely works Every... <laughs> So And then uh... you hear a plane fly. <laughs> <laughs> so th- we were at the podium and there's a microphone and we're sharing the microphone and, and moving back and forth during our part. And we're both standing there together and... We're holding our scripts because there was too much talking to actually memorize it. But they're resting on the podium and Jacob reads his part and then he starts reading mine and I get really mad and I just hit him on the back of the head <laughs> in front of the whole church. <laughs> to be, That's shitty of Jacob. Honestly, that's the Look, worst, Jacob. Don't talk over women and don't take our don't lines. Don't take their lines. Don't Jacob, take our lines. Don't take women's lines. It clearly said Jessica. And it had the little Bible verse I was to read. If this were professional, do you know what the um, what the SAG rules are on that? You pay an enormous fine. You say someone else's lines. Took my lines. I think they revoked his insurance for that. SAG did. <laughs> so, sorry about that. So, Jessica <laughs> murdered a man. <laughs> and, uh... I just remember. I, he I, never worked again. What's funny is, like, that was so natural to me just to, like, hit someone whenever they did something that annoyed me. Because at That's, the time, God I was living with my two little cousins, Bubby and Thad. And so we we would just hit each other all the time. You the Three Stooges. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you don't really do that anymore. Yeah, like, if Bubby took, uh, um, like, if we're playing Nintendo and he tried to keep playing when it was my turn, I would just hit him. So it it made sense that that was my first reaction. But at the same time, we're... You were doing a Christmas service. and <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, did anybody react? For- I don't know. Honestly, I think, like, people chuckled. <laughs> and, did- and I I don't think, I think that the shame came to me later in one of those late at night anxiety attacks where I was like, oh, my God, did I really do that? And <laughs> you like, wake so- up. <laughs> sometimes I just linger over sweat. this nightmarish <laughs> memory of me just whacking this But really, kid. Jacob had it coming. Because I mean, reading your lines... He was an asshole anyway, so I'm glad I did it. No regrets. I I, I would say fuck you, Jacob. I don't like your name. And <laughs> ouch. Mm-hmm. Ouch to the Jacobs out there. I love the Jakes. I don't like the Jacobs. Okay. Jakes, you're cool. Do you have any funny pageant stories before we end this? Uh I did a lot of pageants as a kid, just to as like as a Christian like boy. But I don't know any that were funny. <laughs> I wasn't one that was like a uh a space-based one, but I was never in the spaceship, which sucks. I should have been in the Why spa- was there a spaceship? Yeah. In a I don't remember, and I want to talk to my brother about this. Like, was, I feel like he would remember it much better. Is it like the, the Starship Jesus? The USS Yeah, God? sometimes you gotta go on the Starship Jesus. No, I have no clue. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess we've rated the book. Faith, um, the final frontier. <laughs> now to determine our, our next book. Um, for January, I was thinking like number ones. First month, we'll do some famous number ones. And by that, I had it. I had two options. There's the first Babysitter's Club, Christie's Great Idea, or uh, the first Sweet Valley High book. I have both. 
it is Josh's birthday month, though, and he has asked that maybe he pick a book. So because of that. <laughs> I forgot I drunkenly demanded the other night that can can I can I pick a book? Well, I don't think that sounds like a demand <laughs> whenever you say no, it that No, no, way. no. I, it was a very cucked move where I was like, I'm going to have exactly five beers and ask if I can pick a book on this podcast. That's how much it takes to... Uh, not wrong. And that's exactly as much before I sing a song. And also destroyed. When I say destroyed, I mean, did not do a good job on the song. <laughs> on your rancid song? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you heard my long December. It was horrible. That I wasn't was drunk enough to get into it. So can I, I can I sing the entire song right now? No. So I think that we'll long December. We'll do it later. We'll drop and, it in. Okay. Later. So I think that um, reason to we're not going to do two number ones because we're going to Josh is going to pick a book for his birthday. <laughs> um, so because of that, Jessica hates me so much. I'm I so don't, sorry. I don't. Okay, okay. You just messed up all my plants. <laughs> I know I did. And I, you're fine. So uh, I think maybe we'll just do a poll and see what the readers want us or the listeners, sorry, want us to do. Either this or Sweet Valley High. What do you think? Can we do... I, I kind of want to do that one. You'd rather do this one. Well, because there's a graphic novel version of it. Also, just the way that our... Uh, uh, you look like Bane to me. Wait. Oh, because of the... Yes. Okay. Sorry. And I think I probably look like Bane to you as well. Okay, so in Blake's studio, we both... Uh, we're sitting across from each other. and Studio is a strong word. Blake, I respect... Everything. Respect the craft. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. No, but we... Never mind. I'm just talking to myself. No, whatever the... My horse girls want. Cut anyway. that. <laughs> but if... if uh, I mean, if you want to do Nibber Babysitter's Club, we can. If that's well, what you'd rather Well, I've never read any of them. Okay. So. I'm right. interested to But I'm all, about... I've never read any Sweet Valleys either. Okay. I'm interested in that, too. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I'll just put a poll up or something after this episode drops. And uh, to determine what one, what book we'll do next. And um, will there be a bonus app? Maybe. Maybe there will be one. I'm not going to tell you what book we'll do. But there might be a bonus app coming up, too. So I guess that's it. Um, thank you, Blake, for recording it and for trying not to talk over me as much. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> I didn't succeed, but I did try. I promised to try. We all do our best every time. You can follow us on Instagram at AreYouTherePod. If you want to email us directly um, with any suggestions, comments, or stories you want to share, email us at AreYouTherePodcast at gmail.com. I guess that's it, right? Yep. I can't think of anything else. Okay. Well, until next time, see you later, horse girls. See you later, horse girls. I love you. Yeah.